0: The exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy seafood back with the fellows for another week. Banks, Spenny, summer Spenny, according to the, uh, the screen here and RDT um, back to chat a little Baltimore sports and a bunch of other things, but guys, I, I can't wait. We have to talk about this. We were just talking about this before we started. We are starting with the hot hottest take presented by black eyed Susan spice company. We can wait on the Orioles. The Orioles are continuing to play. Maybe they'll be finished by the time this is done Black Eyed Susan Spice Company is our absolute favorite hot sauce option, and not to mention a small local startup just like us. Who wouldn't want to support that? Who wouldn't want to? Try their small batch, ultra unique, many-time award-winning hot sauces and dry rubs today. They are proudly waving the best state flag in the country while supporting all of our state's teams. Black Eyed Susan Spice Company. How much can you get off? That's 10%. Use the promo code EXIT52 at checkout. That's your discount code, EXIT52, 10% at checkout. Black-eyed Susan Spice Company. Okay, RDT, fire away. <laughs> so,
1: as as you were saying, we were talking about it before, trying to see who had a hot take, and I was like, I don't think it's too hot, but here's what I said this week, and it goes back to the College World Series. Um, a great couple of weeks of baseball, just a, like a ton of good games, um, great matchups, it was, it was a lot of fun to watch. And obviously the tradition is, is – when they go to Omaha, this restaurant, this bar, restaurant, sports bar, whatever it is, Roscoe's, they have their Jello shot challenge. And they take the eight teams that are there and they tell you how many jell shots that school has bought. They're $5, blah, blah, blah. It's a fun running thing every year. Um, and it, again, you see the running tally every day. They update it. LSU broke the record. They blew everyone out of the water this year. They had 64,808 Jello shots bought is what the, the scoreboard says and everyone again it's a funny thing everyone all week is talking about it and i'm just sitting there like during the define and i'm like this 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 can't be right it does this does not add up there's no way that they were making over sixty-four thousand jello shots just for this school like there's a ton of other i mean obviously there's all these other schools there but sixty-four thousand of the jello shots i was just like there's this is not real So I tweeted it out. I said, are they just straight donations? I'm saying I don't believe they sold over 64,000 shots to LSU fans. Donations, sure. Shots, I'm not buying it. Someone else said, yeah, they let people, quote, buy a ridiculous amount and then just have them actually serve the number of people at the bar who raised their hands and claim one. So the actual number of shots served does not reflect the numbers on the board. Now they're all paid for. It's donations. Again, it's great. It goes to a – I'm trying to find one – it goes to local food banks. I think this one says last year, Roscos donated 50, 50% to local food banks in Arkansas and Mississippi. Great. It's awesome. He wanted to go to the chair. But the whole board is just a lie. There's no, like, the, the, that, <laughs> like he said, those numbers don't reflect the numbers on the board. So I was just like, this is kind of just a fraud board. It's, it's a farce. Like, we've been hoodwinked, you know, bamboozled, all that stuff. And to, I mean, what Santa you Are you going to tell me Santa's not real next? Like, uh, it's it was I think it was just that show. Show us just how many donations or how much money. I think that's a bigger. It'll definitely be a bigger eye-opening number. But again, we
2: we've just been lied to forever. So that was my hot take. I I agree with you because it's like bad to say, but I don't know. This whole time they don't broadcast what the charity is. Like we just found out that's what the cause is. Of course we're not going to knock. You know the the cause nobly. But in my in my brain, you know, people are getting these jello shots and ripping them. And there's like that's how many you had to drink, how many jello shots you had to, you know, dig out and, and scoop with your tongue and all that stuff. Like that is now lost on me. I don't I don't like the way that this is like Eric said, that we've been bamboozled. It doesn't make sense. I don't know. It's very peculiar. It's great that they're doing things for a noble cause, but it just doesn't rub me right that those jello shots aren't actually being consumed or anything of the sort. I don't know. Very weird. I, I,
0: I, agree with you. I, I was very much of the thought, and this is coming from someone that has like been down there a little bit. I've never been there for the college world series, but they like love college baseball there. I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. Like they brought all these people in there and they're all taking all of these jealous shots. Like every single jealous shot is being consumed. And maybe I should have known by the fact that there was never one video of just <laughs> uh, like like, 10,000 LSU fans just rolling in there and just pounding jello shots for hours and hours I guess you know I just assumed that I was just not in the part of the internet that was watching those videos but if those videos exist I definitely would have been in the part of the internet that watches those videos so it does lose it as we as everyone has said this is not a show knocking you know the cause it supports it's an incredible gimmick to get people on the bar an unbelievable gimmick in every single way so shout out to them for thinking of it. But I kind of was like also thought not only was like a charitable thing, but also was like which of these fan bases can just drink the other ones under the table, like just pound (laughs) as many jello shots as possible, which is great among these SEC baseball fan bases that are all lunatics. It's like the perfect group of people year after year. It's like LSU's there one year. They set the record. Then Ole Miss is there the next year. They set it. Then Mississippi State. Like all these people. But I was just imagining them, as you said, Spenny, just throwing down shot after shot after shot. And Eric made the great point pre-show that was like, where would they have stored all those jello shots? And I guess that's something that should have come through my brain. But I'm thinking, like, maybe they just have giant refrigerators all over this, you know, you know, or whatever, <laughs> all over the bar that just have they jello shots. They have like a warehouse
2: next door. They have like a yeah, warehouse. Just- There's just a couple people in there on the assembly line, you know, stirring gigantic – they have big mixing bowls that are automated. It's kind of like to show <laughs> the bear, like – They've got a they've got a real setup going on, cooking these Jello shots up. I, I in my mind, like I didn't even realize that I had envisioned this, but I'm like, I don't know. It was impressive that they were consuming that many Jello shots. That was the impressive feat. But now yeah. we we know the the chin digs up the the veil has been lifted. It's so kind of yeah. I, kinda, I just
1: it's kind of sad. I just did the math. The the entire their total from again the the LA teams. 91,681 jello shots. There's no way that they made though that me stored them, put them wherever. There's no way that's possible. It, that's what I'm saying. It just the donations, yes, that's possible. You can buy them online, you could do all stuff like that. Absolutely, it works. But you're not making that many. So again, that's that's that was and my guess, point. Charity guess... is great, it's a great gimmick. I love going along every year, but. That's like going to the masters and then finding out a pimento cheese sandwich is like seven bucks.
0: Like, Oh, that's not what I was told. (laughs) I guess that maybe when they started this, it was in fact that, and now they're just allowing people to like call in and pay for $40,000 worth of shots. And how do they turn that down when it's all for charity? So I'm sure that's what the evolution has been. It's like, Oh, you know, TCU in 2014, bought a hundred like, like it record. got up
2: to like 800 and they were like oh my god yeah. there's so many jealous shots going on
0: yeah and now they can't actually do that but yeah I, I that i i don't i somehow missed that tweet from you rdt but i had this when we talked about this at the beginning i had not really it had not really gone through my mind that they weren't having like sixty two thousand 000 jealous mm-hmm. shots i just assumed that's what was happening which you know I what think- Spenny's face. He just it. tied was, it up.
1: Jordan. Jordan was trying to wave my around. hand. Adam
2: Fraser. The kids are never dead. Wow. I After already declared
0: them dead, declared them dead. he said? Turn it wave off. Wave the white minutes. flag.
3: He said half a dozen times yeah. before we started the podcast. Never told me, told me to
0: stop
2: watching. Cut it off, Spenny.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Said I'm not even watching anymore. Turn it off. Said turn it off, Spenny. That's exactly what he said. Turn off the T. I I never. not on. camera. would have never seen that. Ah, it's, it's in, my brain. Three it's in my brain. It's in my brain. Three witnesses that yeah. are absolutely. Credible witnesses. Very credible. Yeah. That only have your best no, but- heart, but also have to hold you accountable.
1: I will say I fired that off at like, I think it was like 11.50 on Saturday night. Cause I was like, I kind of want this out there, but I don't really want to get like attacked by LSU fans. So I was like, well, let me just send it. And then hopefully it just gets missed by them. But some people see it. And, let me tell you, you know, one, if it gets into
0: that if that gets into that engagement jet stream though you would have been it would have been a nice nice little piece of um uh, engagement for
3: you you know there's a solution to that is you finish it by just saying let them play neck
0: mm. yeah and just you know clear it out right there this has been interesting to watch people just disappear from the screen. As you guys I sit here, I don't know if you're. Yeah,
2: you and I have remained constant, and Eric and Brian are just <laughs> filtering through. It's like an it's like an old Brita. It's like a college Brita that has never been replaced. They just keep slowly trickling on through and back. But yeah, I'm, I'm to, just perplexed. Be... I'm quite perplexed overall. It does feel a little bit like you know finding out that that your parents, you know, it's being awake and catching your parents sticking that dollar bill under. But I think you nailed it perfectly. Uh, they're ultimately just grew out of proportion for them to manage the jello shot. So here we are just a couple of scumbags, a thousand miles away, ripping on this yeah. wonderful charity ripping
0: on this ripping on like one of the few things in sports that has like nothing wrong with it. We're just finding things wrong with it. Um, exactly. Yeah. But very fun. We'll get to back to the. I'm going to at least get us back to the college world series a little bit. Nick Caramelli, as Eric said, it was an awesome, Uh, A few weeks of baseball Um, Spenny. We'll see if our colleagues come back and join us here on the show to pull back the curtain here. They're just Eric and Brian are just disappearing off the screen as we go through. So hopefully they're getting back on, but we shall see. Um, As you said, the Orioles just tied it. What I was going to, that kind of takes what I was going to start our discussion with because you had texted us maybe an hour ago, 45 minutes ago, Spenny. you were like, this is the most frustrated I've been watching the team this year. And I was, you know, Eric was expressing some more frustration. I was going to try to get to the bottom of that, but now it's all smiles. Now, now they're back in it. But what was the, what, when you look at this team right now, and I think Eric kind of touched on it, you a little bit, they do look a little spent and a little bit tired. And it looks like the all-star break couldn't be coming at a better time. Now it would be nice to give a guy like Adley some rest. And as you guys talked about in our group chat earlier, it's like, he's got to now go do all the all-star stuff. Whenever, when that eventually happens. But they, they could use a little bit of a break, this squad, it feels like. And obviously, and I, I, I'm going to sound like a wet
2: blanket, but you know they have been hanging on, so to speak. Hanging on isn't the right term. They've been continuing not to tread water, but to swim laps on the backs of Aaron Hicks and Ryan O'Hearn. And Ryan McKenna's had nice moments. So they've been able to get guys that aren't, that weren't in everyday situations to step up. That's been the beautiful part about this team and what Brandon Hyde has touched on so much. So you're exactly right. The all-star break can't come at a better time. Adley Rushman's playing so often for a catcher like him and Jonah Hyman at dead heat right now. If you're listening to this before noon, go vote for Adley in phase two. It'll end Thursday at noon. If you're listening to this, you're probably right around there or just before, but I mean, Adley looks tired, looks rundown guys have been slumping. They've just been figuring it out and that's, that's this team. They figure it out. They have been able to mix and match and do all these different things and bring guys up and send guys down and get performances out of, you know, Gibson when they need him, Bradish when they need him, Wells when they need him. Guys in the bullpen have stepped up. Felix and Cano remain somewhat constant, but uh, a ton of guys have been kind of fluctuating in and out. And, you know, Mullins and Mountcastle are driving forces. Mountcastle early in the year. Suddenly he has freaking... Him having vertigo is like one of the most random, strange things that's, that's happened. Ryan Mountcastle having vertigo. And I think he was like, Oh, for 14 in Norfolk until right. And then started to, to feel a little bit like how long is, does he have actual certified vert? Like, I want to know more about vertigo. Does he like, is this Alfred Hitchcock? Is he truly spinning and falling down the stairs? Like, is it true vertigo? Has this been affecting him for a long time and it was undiagnosed? Um, but as, as our esteemed colleagues rejoin us, we're just kind of talking about how the all-star break, you know, the birds happened to, to, get themselves back into a winning position in a really weird game that felt like, I don't know, as, as good as they've been at coming back and everything they're going to lose. But uh, Taylor's just saying the all-star break couldn't come at a better time. And I was kind of mentioned that they've been surviving by Ryan O'Hearn and Aaron Hicks and, you know, some, some random guys that probably are going to regress back to the mean a little bit, but in this beautiful June month have been able to put the team on their back dough and, and keep on pushing. So uh been, an awesome team
0: to watch, but they do definitely look like they're ready for a freaking break. Yeah. I think that real quick, RDT, and I'll, I'll throw it to you. You said the word treading water. I wanted to make sure those two guys heard that. I think that's like the perfect way to describe what they've been doing. Like they were in a losing position here until 10 minutes ago. That would have put them seven and seven in their last 14. And when you're treading water at where they are, it's fine because you're still, you know, have one of the best records in baseball, but that's really exactly what they've done like they have just kind of sat and played 500 baseball for the last two or so weeks and have won some games really by the skin of their teeth where, you know, they've had some unlikely heroes and they've come back and, and won some games they probably shouldn't have won. Um, and this game could be a, a, a similar thing to, to get them over 500 for the last or keep them over 500 for the last couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, RDT, as I was, I was saying it to to Spenny when you guys were off. Like you guys were sort of texting about it's like a guy like Adley looks so tired right now. Um, You know they have a lot of guys that have kind of you know pushed it to the limit here in the first half, and they could use that you know that little break to kind of propel them back into the into the um, the second half. And you know we'll talk about Westberg. That's kind of the perfect little jolt in the arm to win a couple of these games is to bring a guy like that up and have that kind of fresh that fresh energy around the club.
2: And Westberg's the one who doubles. Uh, drives in Aaron Hicks and then allows Adam Frazier to go hit that Asalama ding dong and get them tied up seven to seven as Felix Bautista's dealing with. Uh, oh my gosh. Whew. Yeah. You're not going to throw out Ellie De La Cruz from, from all the way across the diamond there, but um, exactly. Well said. And uh, yeah, Westberg, I guess we can talk about Westberg coming up with, with that thought too. And it's been interesting to see. And I think there was a big hoop kind of made of, well, why did they why did the Orioles social team go out and make a huge deal about Jordan Westberg coming up but not a guy like Joey Ortiz who is just simply one ranking beneath Westberg in the Orioles pipeline if you're looking online and stuff but here we get to see Jordan Westberg get everyday starts as soon as he's called up it looks like he's going to be a fixture in the lineup for the most part for sure and um, you know Joey Ortiz wasn't They've looked at him like a guy that they needed at the time for some injuries and, um, you know, Urias having an injury and got some defensive success out of him. He came through in a couple of nice moments. But, I mean, at this point, it looks like he's a fixture and gives that shot in the arm. So they've just been able to keep staggering new fresh blood that isn't run down to supplement the guys that were carrying them early in the season. So it's been really interesting to watch them manage this squad so far.
0: What do you think, Banks?
3: uh yeah it comes back to just the idea like i know that you wrote a little bit about it spenny like we've got good problems when it comes to like the prospect depth. We just got so many guys where it's like hey you can't fit everybody somewhere but it does say a lot i mean coming circling back to like the original discussion like you have to have all these little one-off characters your guys that you know are just not they're, they're just side characters in the bigger story that is the the baltimore orioles he's ryan o'hearns he's i mean was doing one of those uh whatchamacolms uh what's the the new hot thing online Sparkle? with the with oh, the grid the, it's um, the the new thing yeah immaculate oh no that's not actually what we were just talking baseball with my friend and, and it came up but like jimmy paredes like a classic example of a guy who just found himself in the mix in 2014 and he was just kind of a blur like for two or three months where he got hot and he was a piece. And you know, when you figure out that he, his magic has kind of been used up, you, you just move him along. Cause you know, he's not in the long-term plans. Like the Orioles have been doing a very good job of like, like you said, treading that water by using those guys, making the most of them. Um, but, uh, at a certain point, you kind of got to let your guys be your guys. And, uh, it's good to see Westberg up here doing that in a big way, coming up with big hits and, um, getting on base so much like he has. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is going to be good to get a break. Uh, I know we're all balls to the walls. I'm getting Adley to the, uh, all-star break and he's, but it's going to throw more, uh, <laughs> responsibility at him, not get him the rest he probably deserves, but um, it is what it is, I guess.
0: RDT. I I caught the last
1: end of, of what you were saying, Brian. I think it's gonna be what I was saying whereas like Taylor, you talked about kind of the role guys, the Rhino Hearns and Hicks and all them. Every team needs those. And and I'm sure he talked about, you know, like Steve Pierce in 2014. We talk about him and he led the team in war that year. It was a ninety four win team. Like you need guys because your big guys are gonna slump, they're gonna get hurt, they're gonna just it, it's just baseball it's what's gonna happen you need
3: and there he goes that's unbelievable i mean i'm on yeah. phone because my computer won't cooperate with what is it runtime or i can't my mind is is blanking on what the hell you call the little plug-in that crashes sometimes that says oh snap on uh google chrome Come on! Mm. One of you two have to know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, I just haven't had that problem in a while. I know exactly what you're talking about. RDT, <laughs> yeah, I, I, RDT just got is just getting eliminated from the the feed every <laughs> like, two minutes, and he's just getting brutally cut off. It is, it, he has not been able to to listen or, or talk to a lot of what we're saying here. Um, so
2: as we're as we're sitting here, runners on first and third, no outs. Felix gets a K, and this could be a truly special moment if he's able to get out of it. I'll, I'll tap on a little wood there. But it is uh, it is high leverage, high leverage season right now. Adam Frazier with that two run blast. Jacob Calvin Meyer, who's done a great job this year and every year. Adam Frazier entered Wednesday slashing an eight forty seven OPS with a three seventeen average and high leverage moments, which obviously is going to go up after a game tying two run homer there late. So this team is just, you know, I, I think I said it early on. They just compete at the end of games. And Elias was on with uh, ESPN this week and just saying, you know, it's it's crazy how this team is able to continue grinding the skin of their teeth. And they don't win every single one, but man, do they make sure that it's a close game and that they can go look at Felix and Cano at the end of games to try and get them in those situations to uh, to go take it home. So been super fun to watch, and hopefully we're able to see them as we record. Get out of this, bad boy.
0: Yeah, the Frazier thing's interesting because RDT may have said it last week. It may have been a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember. That Frazier was a guy that, you know, hadn't consistently produced but had found those, like, big-time moments to kind of come through with a big hit to just keep himself afloat as a guy that was, you know, in the lineup every day. And the numbers you just said, Spenny, totally speaks to that. Like, he has just had a knack. For late in games, coming up with a few moments that I think are eventually going to endear him to fans more than the complaints about some of his overall production. Um, it's just a very weird um, dichotomy between the, the sort of two-faced player that he is right now. Where
2: well, people are looking at Ruvnet like he's
0: just awful.
2: Yeah, yeah. People are looking at Odor last year, and honestly, I've hated that this entire season. Frazier's like expected batting average is in like the 95th percentile, but he's hitting 220, So definitely hasn't been getting a ton of luck and luck on balls in play. But today he makes an error. Hasn't been like, was unable to snag a couple ball or a ball that prevents a caught a stealing attempt throw from Adley to get in the center field and then goes and totally redeems himself and hits a two run shot to tie the game up late. So it has been a little bit of the Rugnetto door experience, which is, Hysterical considering the personality of Adam Frazier versus Odor could not be a, polar, a more polar opposite. Two very, very, yeah, two very, very different personalities. As Felix um, Bautista fans down a second, so goes from first and third, no outs to first and third, two outs to see if he can get it done here now with two outs. I don't even need to put Masson on.
0: I've got, I've got, this is a better commentary. I don't even need to put this, I don't have the ability to put it on up here. I guess I could try to stream through Masson, which is always an adventure. Um, hmm. But this is this is we have this here. Uh, I'll throw this out in the light of what Westberg's kind of done with the jolt of the jolt of offense. When do we when do we think we see Kauser? Is it post All Star break? Does he come up before the All Star break? Is he's got to be coming at some point?
3: I would guess post All Star break. What do you think, Brian? Sorry, I'm I'm so distracted trying to pull up Masson on my laptop here. It's just not <laughs> not happening for me. Are it's you throwing up
0: cow? Are you bringing up Cowser post All Star Break or pre? I
3: I don't see why not. Like I, I'm, I'm on board with the idea that that they are holding these guys back a little longer than they need to. And I guess they want to try to trade. Like, that was a theory that people had about Westberg. Is like, oh, you don't want to bring him up and tank his value if he if he struggles up at the big leagues. He's come up and he's hitting everything. He's hitting everything. He's getting on base. Like he's doing it all. Um, like it's just let let your guys be guys. That's what I'm here for. Um, It's a, it's also
0: kind of touched on it. Like they brought him up and it's clear they were ready to give him regular at bats and have him in the lineup every single day. And with guys like that, that's kind of what you want to do. Like if you're going to bring up Colton cows, you're just going to sit on the bench, you know, four days out of the week. I don't know if that does as much for him as, you know, coming up in a situation where he can really play. And maybe that's their theory there.
3: I'm also the curse dad. I'm a little like, baffled as to even eric said i think last week um oh he was he was like uh i don't know just coming out of uh sarasota or like he was just coming off the out of the operating room or whatever like two years ago and it's like dude this guy was an established college bat second overall pick not that long ago Like those type of guys typically make it up to the bigs. If they're drafted in June, maybe they're they're typically like a September call up the next year. So it's not crazy for Kerstad to be up at the majors. He's not a high school guy. So if he's hitting everything in sight, like I think if we're the Baltimore Orioles of 2003 and we just don't have the the prospect that that we do have now, like a lot of these guys would already be up, have been up. It's just kind of the
0: situation at hand. Yeah. We definitely talked about that with curse I think honestly, it's more credit to him and you know, he could have theoretically, you know, struggled a little bit with such a weird start to his pro career, you know, kind of gets drafted during the COVID year, then kind of, then has some of the, you know, weird health issues. And he has just been, you know, consistently great in, in the minors really the entire time. Um, it's just – it's a little bit of a logjam. As you said, Banks, it's not like he was holiday drafted at 18 and, you know, you want to, like, make sure it's like – like, when you're a junior college bat and you've hit at that level, like, you're going to be up very – like, you are projecting – like, we're not waiting till he's 26, you know. And if you were waiting until he's 26, I mean, he hasn't done what the organization expected him to do. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, he – you would think he's in the bigs at some point this year, um, unless they're, you know, there's just no place for him to play. But um, I feel like injuries certainly will alleviate certainly some looks of ready. it. Yeah, he looks ready to go. Go ahead.
2: Injuries will probably alleviate some of it, but I, it feels like they just have been – I don't know. It feels like they don't want to mess with the recipe too much at once. They just want to add one ingredient, test it a couple times, taste it, even it out, then add the next ingredient and enhance the dish even more. I've been watching the bear way too much. Um, but, but so it was like, okay, you know, they, they feel like Gunner's in a good place. Adley's in a good place. You know, the pitching staff is calm. Now we're ready for Westburg I don't think it's like, I think they are fine letting the guys, oh my God, I can't stop making cooking references. I was going to say simmer, which is probably the second time (laughs) I've said simmer on this podcast. They're fine to let those guys simmer and just continue to get confidence. And the tides have established this like winning culture down there this year, especially like they're having arguably their best season that they've ever had as a team right now. Obviously, you know, clinching the play of the, the first half championship already, whatever. So it feels like they're more so making sure that they're ready and staggering these guys instead of kind of what the Reds have been doing. I mean, the Reds are bringing guys up left and right. McLean, Ellie De La Cruz, Steer. I mean, they've the pitching staff has, I think, two rookies on it right now, some of that because of injury. But it feels like the, the winning ball club is like, all right, we've got some veterans that are holding us steady. We'll figure it out. Get those guys integrated. Feel like they're up to speed. They have kind of caught on maybe in the locker room and feel like they don't need to be nurtured anymore. The the locker room kind of takes them in. Then maybe the coaching staff is ready for the next one. So uh, to me, I've, in terms of Cowser, like I would just guess like a week or two after the All Star break, maybe he did have that little injury. Aaron Hicks, I would think, returns to earth. You know, he, he has a nine like a nine twenty OPS as an Oriole right now, and it, it's not like it's a super small sample size anymore. But um, I, I feel like he will be up inevitably, and I think Kurstad for sure will be up at some point this year uh, when when rosters expand. So definitely, and at that point, you're you've got a ton of guys. But I know the fan base is just super excited. We've been tracking all these prospects for you know the the duration of an entire rebuild. So guys, are like I'm ready for him. I'm ready for him. I'm ready for Westberg. And lo and behold, kids, kids raking. As soon as he comes up, he looks the part. He plays a damn good infield. I guess I could say second third, he's look super solid so far and uh, probably above what Frazier was doing at second. And his bat's been better than what Mateo or Frazier's has been. And I don't think that's a surprise to anybody, but I think once Westberg feels integrated, then they'll say, okay, Kowser, we're ready for you, babe. Like, come on up. Let's, let's get Kowser in, get him integrated and, and continue on that process
0: yeah i think that's i think that's very well said and i think it's a good move by them to just kind of like as you said not dump everybody into the majors at the same time kind of take their time and and piece them through uh one more Orioles topic i was going to get to we will obviously continue to react to what's going on in the the game live um how many all-stars do we think for the birds here complete all-star rosters announced on sunday afternoon um obviously the adley's you know made that second phase so he's He's going to be on the team, so he's kind of a lock. How many more make it? Do you guys think?
2: My, if, if I have, it's going to be two or three, in my opinion. And I'm, I'm going to go with two. I'm going to go with Felix and Adley. And I think everybody's going to hate it and be pissed off about it. And it's a nice motivating factor. I think the other would be Cano. I do not. The AL outfield is way too stacked for Hayes to make it, unless there's a series of events where he ends up. I mean, he's been great. He's been their most consistent hitter. He. Uh, as Jim Palmer loves to allude to every other night, nobody loves Austin Hayes as a fielder more than Jim Palmer does, but he's potentially tracking as a gold glover. He's got a freaking cannon for an arm, but I mean, it's Adolis Garcia. It's Aaron judge, Mike trout. You know, I mean, the Mike it's, it's stacked in the AL outfield right now. So I think to Cano maybe, but I would, I would lean towards no one Cano. I don't know. There's quite a, quite a stacked level of closers right now in the AL too. So maybe three, but I would go to,
3: I, I think that's pretty spot on. I think Kano should make it. I don't know that he will. I, I, I'm a proponent that the all-star game shouldn't necessarily be just closers in terms of bullpen arms. I know the complexion of the bullpen overall has changed in the last three, four, five years or whatever it's been since they, they went to the three batter minimum and kind of like took away the little niches of the, the, the left out one guy, one out guy and, and all that type of stuff. But I really like the idea of having like, um, I mean, it's like putting a punter in the pro bowl, like these are or, or in a long snapper in the pro bowl. Like those guys are the best at in the game at their jobs. They should be recognized for it. And Cano has been the best set up guy in baseball and it's not all that close. And if you look at, um, depending on where you look, he's the leader in war for the Orioles. You know, he's, he's ahead of Adley. He's ahead of way of Hayes. So, um, he should be rewarded for it. I know that he's kind of tapered a little bit the last month or so, but he was so dominant in April and May that there's, it's it's tough to justify not putting him on there.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I guess I, the only I, relievers I, would I be maybe Lang on Detroit and Seawall on Seattle. It's actually – the ale's not as deep. Maybe he does make it, and he definitely should, like you said. maybe Maybe he does. Now that I'm digging a little deeper, maybe it is three. Go ahead, Taylor. Sorry.
0: No, I I was going to say literally exactly what you said. I think like I think he just barely sneaks on. I think the narrative was there for that, you know, four or five week stretch. It's like this is the best reliever in the entire game right now. I think that like, you know, I think that worked for him a little bit. I, you know, he's obviously lost some steam and you would, you would like to have had the sort of campaign picking up steam right now for him, but I think ultimately he gets selected and and, and put on there. And as you said, I don't think Hayes. I just don't think Hayes has the juice to, to, to find his way on there. I just don't think enough people, you know, he's, you know, all moving around in the lineup all the time. He's not had like huge moments where, you know, your, your people that are, they're that making the selections. Obviously it's not, it's not a public selection. That's you know, um, But I just don't, I just don't think the, the storyline or the juice is there. I, I, I agree with you, Spade. I think it's pro- it's more probable that it's two, but I'll hope that Kano makes it and say three. Um, and you're right. That will piss people off. People will be like, ah, we're the third or second best team in the AL. Like, why do we not have more all stars? And it's just I, the way they've once, so they, the way the team has gone, they just haven't really had guys necessarily in the position to be all stars. Um, Gunner kind of came on too late um if he obviously plays like this the whole season he's clearly an all-star um you know mateo started out hot we were like maybe that happens he's obviously cratered totally so it's just sort of you know how the storyline of the seasons have gone um emmanuel class will make it from cleveland
2: he's a 235 era 24 saves Romano up in Toronto, maybe, but I feel like they're not going to get pulled a ton of guys because they have so many that are like leading in fan voting. And we have Bautista Estevez in LA has a 190 ERA, 20 saves. And the only guy in terms of holds that's up there is Eric Swanson, who's had a really nice year, 289 ERA, 0.91 whip. But I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Cano picked up, maybe Kano did pick up enough steam. I don't know. He, he really has been a talking point. And how unhittable he was for such a long stretch. I mean, one, arguably the most dominant stretch of any reliever to start a season, and
0: you know, quite a quite a few years here. So, maybe hope so. Yeah, I you would have obviously loved if that hot streak had been like right now. Then I think he definitely makes it. Like if this is going on currently. Um, we're still he he definitely gets on there. The other one who's sort of building a case who's not going to make it is is Cedric Mullins. The way he was playing. I think he was sort of starting to build that all star case and then he gets hurt and it goes away. So, if he was able don't.
2: to keep up where he was right before that injury, he was entering that stratosphere of the acclaimed AL outfielders that have made it too hard for Hayes. Hayes is like not an all star. He's like an all pretty good. It's like an all good. Correct. Uh, not, yeah. not really having yeah. that star flavor right now. Hall very you good got
0: to, season, most of Verse. You've it. got to destroy the wall down. To make the all star team, if you're Austin Hayes and he's been great, but hasn't been otherworldly, you have to be you have to do what Mullins did two years ago and just be unbelievable to get it when you don't have a name. Um, especially like you said, spending with how deep the AL all star outfielders is it's just not it's just a murder. I mean, you have Judge and Rosarena and Trout and all these guys. Um, we can briefly, I don't know if there's really no Ravens to talk. There's some OTAs, Odell Beckham's not at OTAs. There's some. Lamar Jackson, or wasn't it OTAs? There's Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Zay Flowers, working out. People are excited about those videos. You know, you guys are our, our two authorities on Raven's Twitter right now that are certainly above me. So what do you got? Give me, give me one uh, Raven spot from both of you.
3: I, talking about who is and isn't at OTAs is my favorite topic. It's the best topic. <laughs> it's every every June, July, I get so giddy to go on here and talk about who is and who isn't at something that's not mandatory. It's the best. Well,
2: J.K. Dobbins wasn't. He seems quite unhappy. Brief points. J.K. Dobbins seems like he's uh, contentious about his contract and who knows what. He's been a, quite a fussy kitty since his knee injury and, and like we said earlier, maybe even before it. Um, but things are quiet. I mean, who, who cares about that? It's fine. And I just think I think the story is that there isn't a story and that's really nice. Like the Ravens Wired comes out, people are excited about that. People like you said, Taylor, people are excited about clips and highlights and catches and fun, cool, nice, cute things. And it's nice. It's calm. It's quiet. The Orioles are playing good baseball. It's it's a nice time in Baltimore. Everyone's cool. I think everyone there there's still the the absolute Twitter nutbags that are still like getting in debates on stuff daily, but I don't think the average, let's say pretty active social media user, but not all the way in the loony bin is, is really too worried about the Ravens right now, even if they're a Ravens fan or not. So that is the story. And I think we might've said that last time. It's just been quiet. You, you wish them a good bill of health and I'll, I'll tap on the desk there a, a second time tonight and hope that they're able to, to rock and roll through training camp. The training camp schedule was released, so you can go check that out on Baltimore If you're looking into it and you want to attend some practices and things like that. So, um, yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy going on.
3: I had that eureka moment today where I looked at the calendar and I thought to myself, "Wait, whoa, we're like four weeks from training camp. Like football is, it's not on our doorstep, but it's, it's creeping up on us." And man, it, it, it when it shows up, it, it, gets rolling pretty quick. So that's something to get fired up about. The smell of the
2: August grass hasn't shifted yet, and the, the humidity hasn't shifted. It is starting to get pretty humid, but that. My whole life, I always, I was there's the grass gets really lush and thick or all all around your town, all around wherever you are, and the the air starts to smell a little thick. And that's football season. That's how I liken it. We're not quite there, but almost. So I was talking Ravens, I guess. I mean, really, there's nothing, nothing too crazy either. I think
0: that's, I think that's a good summation of what's, what's going on. Um, there's Keegan Aiken gets wrong. absolutely
2: rocked. 10-7, 10-7 reds Yeah, uh, <laughs> top of the 10th here. So uh, I it Aiken. was a triple. I think it was maybe an Ellie De La Cruz triple, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. And then TJ Friedel hits a two-run shot, so it's 10-7. Aiken's been playing well, throwing well lately, too. So I so hate that for him, but see if the Orioles can do some damage. Hopefully he's able to get some outs here and uh, turn over, see if the Orioles can do the darn thing, starting with the runner
0: on. Are you guys go to training camp, guys?
2: First couple years at Baltimore Beatdown, I I covered training camp uh, twice, and went and I—it's fun. I like it. It was fun because I'd never like I'd gone. I'm from Carroll County, and it used to be at McDaniel. It used to be at Western Maryland, now called Mm -hmm. McDaniel. So my brothers used to take me and stuff when I was younger. That was nice, but I'd never gone like a bunch, like every day, and seen what that's like. It was a cool thing. It was super fun. Uh, The first year I did it was 2019, and. That was fun because it was exciting. Lamar Jackson, everybody's like, you know, what's what's going to happen? Is he going to be a long-term guy? What's going on? And saw Miles Boykin be a training camp superstar and stuff like that. So I'll probably get out to a couple. Um, not going go to go to all of them again, but it's uh, – I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sick. Like, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of – I'm not sick. Like, I, I love going to the practices. That's fun. But I'm sick of, like, talking about UDFAs in practice. I think generally in coverage – of training camp and practices like we we always and i think it's just because what fans want to consume is like players and names and like what are the players doing but i think the biggest thing you can pull away is trying to kind of in your mind over the the duration of training camp figure out how much time is being spent on what by the coaching staff like in 2019 they spent a ton of time in red zone passing just a shitload of time doing red zone pad drills. The Ravens went and lit it up in red zone passing. Like, I think you can try and spot where they're trying to emphasize really getting sharp. I think those things aren't talked about enough necessarily. And that's, what's interesting to me. How is the coaching staff choosing to spend in what's now really limited time, as opposed to 10, 15 years ago, it's half the time, half the contact of what they used to. So they really have to be efficient in how they allocate their practice time. So that's what I, I like to dial in on, but hard to do that if you're not there every day.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I've, I, I have not been a training camp in many, many years. I McDaniel college was also Jimbo took me out there a couple of times uh, as not really focused on whether they're working on red zone, this red zone, that um, more. So just trying to get Devart darling's autograph and shit like that. So, um, yeah, no, they're not exactly handing out press passes or anything related to that, to, uh, to banks from over at Barcel sports, or at least not years ago when I maybe had more time to kind of jump into that type of thing. But, uh, Hey, maybe, maybe that's something we can, we can try to look into here for exit 52.
2: I just love that. Eric is like locked out of joining this again, and is watching the <laughs> Orioles game after he so like vehemently declared, "Please turn it off. It's done. It's over." And then now he's tweeting a Conor McGregor, "Get the fuck out of here!" Gif at Keegan Aiken, who uh, who just got lit up a little bit. So I just, I just, I just love what's happened with Eric's uh, trajectory tonight. It's been a pleasure to to take part of and watch.
0: Yeah, this is this has been a, a difficulty for um, Eric, who is trying. <laughs> I don't even know if it's worth getting into why he can't join and continue to talk, but we will not we will not be hearing from him for the rest of the show. Well, maybe until the end, no. he has to come on and end the recording. Um, but uh, yeah, Eric Eric is out. Eric is out. So uh, people will hear his takes next week on the X Two podcast. So uh, let's Tony, get to where Tony
2: start. Santander gets a little go. Go ahead, Taylor. Go ahead. No, what? go ahead. No, no, hit it. Let's, let's Tony Tony ready. Santander. It's just turned into an absolute it's absolute mayhem in Camden right now. Tony jumps for a ball he didn't need to jump for ends up <laughs> not needing to at all that has been i'm like going he's an crazy. early jumper he definitely is but it's just like i've seen so many of those in the last like two or three weeks and like bleacher report will tweet it out and be like oh my god look at this and it's just like the classic i didn't need to jump but i didn't know where the wall was move and i'm i'm just over it i'm that, that that's always able in baseball that's evergreen content they you always got to jump a little bit just to make sure you you get up there even if it's right at your shoulder
3: level him in that little corner there, where the the grounds crew hangs out, he's <laughs> it's an He'll adventure. He'll be like falling over, cl-
2: <laughs> like sticking his fingers through the wire, like clawing it. It's <laughs> it's great. I love it.
3: Uh, take the go with the bat with Tony stakes
0: Early jumper is a great <laughs> way to describe him. <laughs> that does happen. I hadn't thought about that much, but that definitely does happen. All right, let's get into it. Starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. Um, you can get uh use the promo code x52 um to get a discount at checkout. Uh, no better time to have Fed Thrill sunglasses right now. When it's not thunderstorming outside, it is very sunny, and you need to block that sun with your Fed Thrill sunglasses. Tons of styles inspired by the area, the local teams. They do a great job over at Fed Thrill, another locally owned business. So very much appreciate them. Use the promo code exit 52 at checkout. Um, to get the discount there. All right. In honor of the summer, we are drafting barbecue things. Um, is I believe what we settled on here. Um meaning meaning not
2: just not just food alone, but it can be food. It's the best of the barbecue. I think that's the best. I think that's the way to put it. The best of the barbecue and the barbecue being
0: an event. That's an event, not just a, a grill. The best of the barbecues, very, very, very well said. Um, unfortunately, RDT was going to have the first pick in this draft, but he is not <laughs> <about David>. So <laughs> he uh, got randomized into the first pick, but he's no longer drafting. So that's that's tough for him. Uh, I will have the first pick. Spenny has the second pick. Um, Brian, you have the last pick. It's name. a little a, Yeah, yeah, it is. It is, and I I have not had the first pick in a while. Um, and already has had it in a few drafts. You had the last, you had, it, um, you had it last week though, Brian. Um, all right. So barbecue, bar, bet the best of the barbecue starting five draft presented by Fed thrill. Um, and it's funny. We said stay away from the grill, but I am going right to the grill. Um, I'm saying when the burgers go on the grill, when the burgers hit the grill, the burgers and dogs, when things hit the grill, that's, that's my, uh, that's my pick. That's my pick to start it off. Cause the that's, that's, just the crux of, that's the crux of what's going on. Yes. The sizzle, you know, when the girl gets powered on, it's like, Oh, bring the stuff over. Let's put it on. That's, that's my, that's my starting pick. I, I can definitely live with that one. That initial, that
2: initial, tss, that's when you know you're, you're ready to rock <laughs> and roll. I'm trying to think of the right way to put this. I'm going to go dads being dads or like dads, dads chatting with dads. I need multiple dads and they're just ready to go. They're ready to talk about the meat. They got their beers in hand. they you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to name some of the more specific things in this. Cause I don't want to steal from anyone else's thunder, but just like when dads are feeling themselves at the barbecue, they're, they're ready to go. It's going to be a day. They're ready to like have one eye on the kids, one eye on the cooler, you know, ready to, to get going talk about the the golf game, talk about, you know, the teams that they like in their area that are pissing them off and, what coaches need to be fired? You know, they're wearing their, their short sleeve button ups and uh, their jean shorts in there. They're just ready to go. So, just dads being dads at the barbecue is, is a, a great vibe. Where'd you get background beef?
0: It's just exactly. people, asking, people asking questions. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Just a little hover around the grill kind of thing. Yeah, they slowly well, you know, they slowly condense if, into
2: the area of the deck where the grill is and like you know they're whispering and if, a little bit. If, to if each one other.
0: dad's doing the grilling, it's like silently judging if you think you're better at what they're doing than they are. That's definitely happening.
3: Banks, you have two. Uh phew. I, I should have done a little bit of prep on this draft. I thought I'd be able to just wing it and come up with some good stuff on the fly. <laughs> but here, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab wiffle ball right off the bat here. No pun intended, but totally intended. Um love a good game of wiffle ball. Love getting the the girls and, and guys out there um throwing some some nasty breaking balls, uh it's, uh, it's a great pastime, always has been. Um, nobody takes it too seriously. Um, and it always never seems to be a – it's one of those activities that never seems to have, like, a true end to it. Like, you don't typically play X amount of innings. It just it just kind of ends when you, you just feel like you've had enough of it. Yep. It makes it a little Very home fair. run derby, maybe.
2: Once everybody's got a little sweat on their neck, that's when you know you've had a true wiffle ball. Like everybody's got a sweat, get a little grass on them, get a little rough. I like that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess that brings it back to me, or no? You have two. There you go. Yep. No, no, I have another one. And so the little spiel I I went off on to start that pick was was really just a method for me to buy some time on this second pick. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, with. With, with the sunshine, I'm just soaking up some rays, nothing better than being out there in the sun with your fed thrills, uh, just catching some rays, maybe a little sunburn. I mean, I, a little sunburn never hurt anybody. Uh, yeah, it's just about being outside. You don't get to do that, especially in this area. We know how rough the winters can be. Yeah. And just kind of gloomy the weather could be at times, but if you just get a nice sunny day, you get the get the dogs on the grill and everything, and get it going. It's just a great vibe out there in the sunshine. Get a nice schwitz going. Get a
2: little sun, soaking up the sun. Who doesn't love it?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, pop a couple buttons. You know, maybe pop pop top. Who knows? Hell yeah! Speaking Three of picks. popping tops, for my my second pick, I'm gonna go bottled
2: beer specifically. Like I love a freezing cold bottled beer at the barbecue. I like when I like when and you hate all me all you want but like a freezing cold bottled Bud Light just hits different at a barbecue. I like when I think of a barbecue I think of everybody holding a a bottle, not a can specifically. I don't know why it is but give me a, give me a cold
0: bottled beer for my second pick. I love that. That that does. When when it's frosty that does hit a little bit different. That's a that's a good pick. <laughs>
3: How do you feel about a, a nice uh, bottle koozie with a zipper on it and everything? What's your vibe towards that? I'm personally not
2: a big koozie guy, but I like love that other people are. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like too much of an idiot drunk and I'll like slug 16 beers so I don't need a koozie. But <laughs> I like those that like to chill and have their koozie. The little ones with the jackets now, we've gotten all fancy. And like, I like, I like a nice gentrified koozie that can get me going.
0: I'm a, I'm a koozie guy in in that setting where you're, you know, maybe trying to keep it a little colder. Um,
3: the thing is you you tend to accumulate, especially at this age, so many koozies from weddings and just promotional events and things like that. And you, you just kind of stockpile them and you really don't need them, but you feel like an asshole when you throw out your friend's koozie from the wedding six months ago and you just end up with them and you're like, Oh, this is, this is an opportunity to, to, you know, use this up a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I mean, on the koozie side of things, more likely to probably use them actually in the cold than the opposite. You know, out tailgating. Also true. Yeah, tailgating. Yeah. H and everything, but yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, that makes me excited for tailgating. That that got me mm. thinking about that. Mm. Um, I've got two here. Um, I, these are gonna take some minor description. The first one I'm gonna take is like making sure you get the great seat when you're trying to eat like especially if there's not a lot of great seating if you get a good chair that's kind of a game changer that you can kind of post up at for a little bit at a barbecue
2: not knowing where um, to go with your food sucks so much so i like that it one.
0: sucks so much so that's what yeah. that's sort of like kind of like, like not having a table to put your like
2: drink down and be a little messy with yeah. that, and sometimes that
0: it'll be a place that has a, a table so you're just sitting there but if it's a place that kind of just has chairs strewn out like marking your territory early and making sure you've got a spot to sit is so huge especially at a bigger party where there's just clearly not enough seating and you don't want to end up against uh, by somebody annoying. That's also like making sure you're near somebody that you're like trying to chat with is big when you're eating and drinking. So I'm going to take that first. And then my second one is when the, when it kind of gets later in the, in the barbecue, I love fishing through a cooler and just seeing what's at the bottom. You just the surprise <laughs> of the, the surprise of the cooler search in a barbecue is one of my favorite things. So that might've been it. the greatest pick anyone's ever made in anything. This, that was, this, this, there was
3: just a back-to-back absolute. <laughs> this is over. This is it's, this, masterclass. it's Vince Carter. It's over on this one. Like I, I, there's <laughs> no way I'm going to rack my brain for anything. That's going to top those two, especially because at that point
2: you're a little tipsy and you get to like, like you don't care if your hand gets freezing cold. It kind of feels nice. You've been soaking uh, in the sun for a while. Yeah. So you're just digging through getting that freezing don't,
3: cold. Don't game. help him make his point. He's already that far ahead. <laughs>
0: It, or it's or it's like when when someone's like asking for something and there's just clearly none of it left and you're just like, ah, like, let me just find something. Like, surprise me. Let me find something else for you.
2: Love it. Absolutely uh, love it. Spenny. I'm going to go with sausage. I'm going to shout out sausage. I'm, I'm having vibes. Speaking of dads being dads, like I'm having Tony Soprano at his barbecue swinging the sausage around vibes. I just <laughs> love like, I just love the idea that there's a nice brat really getting in there. I think you, in order to have a good barbecue, any type of sausage is needed. I think that's the key meat, the key element. And that's what really brings all together. And I'm like, this is mine might be a list of like dad, best of barbecue is literally dad's bottled beers, sausage. So I, I need a nice kielbasa. I like knowing that somebody's like contemplating them and thinking about them. It's a little bit more um, laborious or thought intensive to get in a hot dog or, or a burger. So I like knowing that the sausages are coming, coming forth. I might not even have one. I might not even enjoy one, but I just like knowing they're there. I like knowing the thoughts put in and that somebody has been thinking about those, those big meaty jerks getting ready to go for
0: the, for the clan. I don't think the brat or sausage with the right mustard is talked about enough as a delicacy. Like that can Correct. hit so so well in the right scenario, and this is normally the great right scenario. Like it's either this, like we talk about tailgating, it's either this or a tailgate. Like when you're just like, this is when I need a really good brat or a really tailgate brat. It, it,
2: it's the it, perfect it. amount of food too. A little peppers and onions on a tailgate brat with mustard. That's like the perfect amount of food to make sure you're fine for the game. You're good to go. Like it was enough, but it's not going to overwhelm the belly.
3: That's a good cool point. I, um, my thing, though, and this is a – maybe it's nitpicky, maybe it's not. I feel as though bun to sausage ratio is always all over the map, very consistent, and if anything, consistently too much bun.
2: Agreed. Yeah, That's fair. I, I definitely agree. Well said. Sausage, good- you I can go sausage and peppers, no bun, too. Just have that on the corner of the plate getting a little messy. I've, I feel like I would even take that over some of the crappy bun bun ratios I've had in my life.
3: I often do that, and I think the idea behind that is to really have some leeway to to stack on some of those toppings. And I'm not a big, I'm not huge on the onions and and peppers. I lean a little more peppers, if anything. But um, it's that that kind of brings the stock down on sausage for me a little bit in terms of it in a sandwich format. But the sausage itself, I'm here for it.
0: Um, Bankship Two.
3: I'm going to take s'mores. I think it's a chalky pick, but it should be taken here at some point. Um, it's a nice little nightcap towards the end of the night. You know, you're going to see – you always see the marshmallows in the corner towards the beginning of the day, and you just kind of feel good, warm and gooey inside, like knowing, oh, yeah, they, these are in the mix later. That, those are going to hit um, towards that twilight hour. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's tough not to, to get involved with something like that when it's, when it's put in front of you.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a, it's a, as you said, chalky, this is probably about the right time for it. And it is a perfect way to end it.
3: Sure. Hmm. Let me think on this one between a couple of things. I just I just don't care for it. I just don't care for it. And I've already taken a lawn game. I'm gonna take table games. I think setting up a good like cookout table outside it's you know everybody's used to the kitchen setting um, where you're playing beer pong or flip cup or whatever it may be. I think the outdoor setting for that is the ideal setting. It's the most fun setting. It it cranks up the fun on that by probably 30 to 35%, which is a really fun thing. Um, And uh, you're always seeing red solo cups. I think they're a little more common in that type of setting as well. So it just kind of brings the best best of both worlds together on that front.
2: I agree. I and that's that's a, where, that's a great point to transition into the evening from the day too. Get the table games going. That's where like the you know, that's where the kids start to go home a little bit, the kids that have been crying. I, I almost picked kids that are crying and then I like decided against it. I kind of like <laughs> to hear that, but like that's when like the, the witching hour happens and like the, the the best friends are gonna stay, like the crew is gonna stay, and some of the people that you like came all the way down for it and it's too far for him to go home or whatever. Like the sleepover squad stays. Then everybody else settles. The table games kind of phase that out or like the table games come on right after that point or somewhere around there. That's, that's a great part of the day.
3: It's also the people that just do the pop in and they're kind of, they kind of get flushed out at that point. So yeah, to your point on that.
2: Exactly. Um, For mine, I'm going to go
3: with the
2: tunes specifically classic rock coming on like there's something like you're rolling up a little bit like the music starts to come on like everybody starts to settle and you just hear like some folks are bone, silver spoon in hand like see a little <laughs> ccr coming on something like that like, it ain't me you hear that coming on you just know you're ready ready to go like just having the, the the right tune specifically like i love hearing a good classic rock yacht rock some sort of rock playlist come on th- for the barbecue just uh, I'm really going full out dad mode here on all my picks, like I have the most dad list possible, probably, but give me give me some classic rock on the boom box on the speaker setup as you're starting to you know really fill out the barbecue. everybody's starting to to pop off a little bit, have a great time that's what that's what gets me in the mood.
0: I like that. I like that when the when the aux is being done right with whatever the vibe is, that is one of the best things exactly to exactly, exactly. that's the best yeah. way to put it. The right tunes are on, yeah. Um, I'm between three different picks. Um, you and one two. is, a, yeah, one is essentially what Spenny kind of just talked about. In terms, of, I know, think of what I want to take here. Um, mm, I'm gonna take that. You essentially just described it, Spenny, really, really well. And as you're describing it, I was like, I hope he doesn't just take this. When the riffraff departs. I mean, when the riffraff departs, that is when the, the party really gets going. And that is – you. I don't even need to describe the pick because you described the pick already. <laughs> like that – as you were saying that, I was like, this is the thing I want to pick. So I'm just going to take it. And you can That's go like when and-
2: like the cigars and the whiskey come out.
0: Yeah. Like that yeah. is – as you said, that's like when the crew – and I would describe it – in a, in a, a party that is coming up this weekend that you and I attend banks, I would describe when everybody, when the, when the people go to bed is what I would describe that when that party gets <laughs>
3: when people go but to you know, bed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That is just, you know, everyone that's kind of really wants to be out there is out there and that's it's
3: correct. It's the people who are kind of committed to like, Hey, we're going to be here for the night and we're going to have a little session. I think here the right way people- to put it is when the night
2: settles in. Yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah. 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 yeah i uh
2: exactly I that's to- a great yeah. feeling that's a great feeling like the relief is over yeah. the cleaning's
0: been done enough where yeah. you can like you, you, get after you know it. the awkward conversations are over for people you don't see that much and like they're just mm-hmm. that's when any, like that's when like any- the
2: adults get in the pool too that's like, there's a pool like everybody's getting in that like wasn't earlier never was going to
0: earlier they're a little drunk at that point they're like yeah let's get in the pool yeah party anxiety has gone away and then I have another one that I like, but I'll say it not to mention. I have to get this because this is one of my favorite things. I'm just taking watermelon. I I, I love <laughs> just pounding watermelon at this type of event. It's it's cools you off. It's so good. It's so summer. It's you know we're coming up on Fourth of July. This is just a Fourth of July staple. So I'm getting watermelon. It's just watermelon bags at all times. So and if you and if if somebody has brought bad watermelon, it is devastating for me. That is just. like
2: gritty kind of like soggy not horrible not luscious one yeah like have one and you're like "Ah." yeah yeah perfect watermelon um spend your final pick (sighs) i I don't know if this rains on on the parade of watermelon but i'm gonna go cold desserts and Mm. i'm gonna encompass (laughs) with that but i'm not thinking just like fruit i'm thinking like the whipped cream strawberry type deals that come out on those little shortbread cakes those kind of things like I, that's that's when i'm like i want the whipped cream desserts maybe i'll just go with whipped cream desserts like that's when that's when i'm ready to attack and get into those bad boys and I, I only really want them around that time of year like around summer barbecue season like i like a good ice cream and a good cake but i'm talking like homemade like summery 4th of july type Cold whipped cream desserts, or like the uh I, the, the mud mud pie, or whatever it's called.
3: I was gonna say the the term you're looking for is dirt cake, sir.
2: Dirt dirt pie. That's what we called it where I was. Yeah, yep, dirt no. pie. Yeah, with
3: them gummy worms involved. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Give me That's them the cold stuff desserts. Right there. Yeah, that
0: that shit hits different this time of year. uh Banks, finish this out.
3: I'm taking a bonfire. Got to have a bonfire. It's a great way to go out, and sit around the bonfire late at night, let the fire crackle, You keep the bugs away. Um, like you said, Spenny, that's when the whiskey comes out, maybe the cigars, if you're into that kind of thing. Um, the vibes are extremely high in the summer around a bonfire. Can't beat yep. it.
0: Very good pick. Goes along with your s'mores as well. You've, 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 you've kind that of that was a nice pairing. Um, that was a nice pairing. Yeah, thank you. You've Got a nice um, monopoly on the end of the night situation there. Uh, so as we as, know, as we perfectly to... finish, it is now the bottom of the tenth. The
2: Orioles are trailing eleven to seven. Jordan Westberg is up. Bases are loaded, one out
0: <laughs> for, the wow. could, could for, be a for the kid. For the darn kid. Could be um, a moment for the kid. We'll briefly recap this. Um I took when stuff gets put on the grill, finding the best place to sit, searching for stuff in the cooler when the ice melts, when the riffraff leaves, and watermelon. What a draft. Um, This is a great draft. Honestly, I love everybody's picks. Spending took dads being dads, bottled beer, uh, sausage, the tunes, and cold desserts. Banks took wiffle ball, sunshine, uh, s'mores, table games, and bonfire. The one thing, other thing I was going to pick is, and you sort of said this, Banks, with the wiffle ball, was like when the, you know, unplanned game of something breaks out. Like I think of like when a soccer ball just gets th- thrown into the fray and people are just start going at it in soccer with like 17 people against 17 people. I love when that stuff goes on. So i um, that was where I was I was almost took that in my last two picks.
3: Just like uh just- Maybe maybe you're throwing the football around and it turns into like, hey, we're gonna do this trick throw that somebody tries to catch it while they're jumping into the pool kind of thing.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
3: Something the the game
2: the the game of the barbecue, like whatever whatever the hell it is. It could be uh, maybe maybe
0: people maybe people get in the pool and it's a little like sharks and minnows. Like I don't know, you know, a little bit of that. Like you just never know what it's gonna be. That I, not knowing what it's going
2: to be, but knowing that it will be, is the best part. Somebody's gonna somebody's yes. gonna bust something out. Something to start. It could be the kids more so. It could be a good mix of the adults and the kids. It could be a drinking game, like whatever the game of the day is. That's once that settles in, that carries you for like two hours if you're a part of it, and you're just rocking and rolling through the day. What you guys have any
0: honorable mentions?
3: That's mac and cheese, hot dogs. Like there's chalky yeah, I mean, they're picks sides. that are just like, whatever, sides, like yeah. sides in general was maybe a thought. Um, yeah. I mean, there's some chalky stuff and I think we did a great job of like taking the, the person who gets stuff. too drunk.
2: Like no, like the drunk mom. Like I like, I like there to be one person that like takes it too far a little bit. It's like they're big, they're big thing of the year where they like got a little too banged up. I like those. I think every good barbecue needs one of those to really, especially if it's gonna be like an all-day event. We're talking about it heading into the night. I like somebody to have a little too much and just, you know, say say one mean thing or something. I, I like that. I think it I think it evens off the party a little bit.
3: I it crossed my mind at some point, um, just like an incident, like yes, something yes, needs yes, to yes, happen yes, at yes. some point. Someone there needs, needs to be an incident. someone needs to
2: bleed a little bit, about like something yes. broken in the wrong somebody spot. Gets spilled yes,
3: yeah, it, it just kind of shakes the party a tiny bit for a second. It's like, oh, whoa, everything okay? Everything okay? And it's I need like, a little tension uh, oh yeah, to make okay. like, the then... rest
2: of it that much better.
0: Exactly. Yep. The incident. The incident. The slap.
3: <laughs> yeah, the slap I did. Oh, uh, I knew that. <laughs> oh, guys, we thought of it at the same time. Uh, I'm not sure if Spenny follows this one, but. <laughs> uh are know, you familiar with with the slap spenny always sunny no no i said no, spenny. it was like a, fin-
0: it was like a show on nbc called the slap like a short oh, show oh, and oh, the trailer yes, yes, the trailer is now very famous <laughs> so funny so funny god i love when that trailer finds its way out of twitter that is ugh, gets me every jordan time. jordan westberg
2: does not get it done Orioles go down in dramatic fashion, eleven to seven.
0: Mm. There you have it. See, what a roller coaster! I,
2: but I'm I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that loss. I'm happy that they they tied it back up. I'm good to go. I'm I'm not frustrated. I don't go to bed frustrated about the Orioles tonight.
3: Can I? I go. I'm going to mix in a dishonorable mention, and you can also sure. consider it a spicy take that has just kind of enveloped my brain here. You heard me say maybe under my breath. It's like, no, that would be so fraudulent if I took it. Cornhole. I think cornhole is so overrated and just tired and people get super fired up about it. I'm just like tired of it. I'm like, I I get, it's like a very simplistic and, and uh, drink while you do it kind of game. But like, I'm just, uh, you can't make it through a cookout without somebody just being like, anybody want to jump on? Anybody anybody want (laughs) to toss some bags? (laughs) And I'm like, no, dude. Uh, I'm okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass like every I la- single I like, time.
0: I like Cornhole. Um, but I think it gets to a point where everyone's so intense about it that it's just not it's unfun in that scenario. Like it's 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 right now. Were you there, Banks, when me and Anthony played outdoors at Wayward, where we were just trying trying to have fun playing cornhole? We had that group of people come up that were just absolute hardos playing. It's like that's not fun anymore.
3: It's like, come on. I, I don't I wasn't there for that one, but I I, I can mm. picture that scenario for sure.
0: Yeah. And that's sort of what you're kind of describing. It also like yeah. I think it's like a thing that adult like adults think that like younger people want to play. So they just like buy cornhole boards and they're like, oh, like, why aren't yeah. you guys like getting on the cornhole boards? And it's so, like you bought like twenty dollar Walmart cornhole boards and they just it's not fun because these boards are horrible. So like let's not play this game when there's other things we could be doing.
3: It's like a little so like that that's there that's like like uh, cornhole, the game itself is it's like more with fine you, i'm glad this is i've got pickleball that's also in like a like a similar direction where but that's just fatigue right now i'm just that's i got pickleball yeah, over, overload fun. yeah i get I've it never
2: played but, pickleball once so i can't comment but cornhole couldn't agree more with you it's tired it like beat I'll, I'll 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 gladly play every single time, but I like the last like 15 times I've played. I'm like I don't care about this. I'm I i do not care. I I don't. I simply don't. There's more. Yeah. There's 50 more fun games that can be played in very similar fashion, in my opinion, to cornhole. I just and don't it's like. The, it's the guy that loves the cornhole too much that I think is what yes, drives yes. me away. Correct.
3: From. That's exactly Correct. it. And it's their entire personality in that particular setting. In that and then moment, you always they are the cornhole the, guy the girl who's like pretty good at it and it like, or at least can hold their own and they're super like excited to get in the mix and they just want to hang out with the boys and like make that their thing for the party. And it's like, it's just, no, 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 thanks. Couldn't, couldn't I, agree
2: more with that. I'm glad that we made it good. without, without that happening. And I, I also feel like Eric definitely would have picked it. Mm. I don't know
3: why. That's I feel def- like Eric we, should, we, we should, we, we should, Ask him for his board if he has one. Like right now. Yeah, text him right now. C V can provide responds. it and we can maybe roll into the next segment and maybe circle back to end things if he sends it. I'm good with that. Uh we will circle into the next segment. Uh Nick Cannon Medley,
0: Marilyn, person, thing, man, woman of the week. Um, I'll start it real quick because Spenny's texting and Banks, I'm assuming, is taking this off the cuff. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take the college world series. We talked about it a little bit earlier. An incredible college world series, fantastic star power. Um, I've talked about it a little bit in the last couple of weeks, but I'm gonna take it as a whole now that it's ended. Kind of a you know, kind of ended with a dud game, but um, or two dud games with two blowouts, but an amazing first game of the series between LSU and Florida. Um, amazing games last week between LSU and Wake Forest. Um, and, and it showed in the ratings, the most viewed, um, game three there, I think potentially on record, um, between LSU and Florida, LSU is a powerhouse from a popularity standpoint right now, college baseball in a very good place. The two most watched baseball games of the year are the WBC final and the college world series game three final. Pretty interesting for MLB to look at those two numbers. Um, where they don't have one regular no, no, you know, Yankees, Red Sox, no Otani by himself and the Angels has has been able to eclipse those two baseball games. So there's definitely an appetite for baseball. Maybe just not what the MLB is dishing out at the current moment. Although I do think they're having a pretty good year from, you know, I think all of the rule changes have have been the
2: rule changes um, in Shohei are definitely drawing attention. Shohei is drawing yep. so much attention, I feel like he's he's yeah, he's on un- what he did last night was unbelievable. I, I'm not, I think I'm just gonna. I was I was contemplating a bunch. I think I'm gonna go with Shohei. Is is my Nick Hater manly man of the week. Like Shohei is sure. unbelievable, and I think is he's We were like, I never thought I would see Babe Ruth. I thought Babe Ruth was extinct, and his continuance into what he's doing, the most interesting thing to happen in baseball since, Barry, like Barry Bonds, like. It, it should, I don't know what will be higher on that list.
3: It should be noted that yeah, Babe Ruth has the reputation for having been a great pitcher and then a great hitter, but he never did it simultaneously. Not really. Like there's very little overlap where he kind of did the both things as an everyday player. And I think that that differentiation hasn't been made enough. Like, this is that special what this guy's doing.
0: It's it's a what he's doing is a like he, it's a it's like a college thing i mean that like this happens every once in a while in college where you have these unbelievable two way guys and it just shouldn't happen in the major leagues and the level he's operating on is just disgusting like it, it, they have the angels have to make the playoffs i mean this guy has to play in the playoffs like you know because people are definitely paying attention to it now but the angels for everybody on the east coast are still hard to watch they're playing at 1005 so people
2: just had. Babe Ruth had then. like one year of it. Sorry, Babe Ruth, nineteen nineteen was really the only year. He, it was the first year he had more than eleven home runs, and he was still pitching in volume. It was really just
0: one year of what of what it was. Go ahead, Taylor. I'm sorry. No, you're good. That no, that was a good break in. I I I just this guy has to play on the biggest stage, and this goes back to somewhat of my Angel shtick all the time. But like this team, and they're playing well. They're forty four and thirty seven. They are right in there for a playoff spot that this is, you know, the best they, you know, best season they've had in a while. And how could they not? This guy is otherworldly. Like, um, yeah, they, they just, they have to be in there because it just elevates the game even more. Um, and I hope he has a great all-star game. Cause that will be also, you know, last year he was, he was good. So we'll, we'll, that's a good pick. I mean, he, he is really amazing and, if this is 20 years ago, where with, with baseball a little bit more at the peak of its powers, he's like the biggest story in the country right now. <laughs> but
2: maybe like ever in yep. sports.
0: Yeah, but there's just people just don't care as much about baseball, and you know, there's the language barrier a little bit there, which maybe maybe doesn't allow people to connect with. But he's so like he's just he's a great personality too. What he did with Japan, the WBC. I mean, this guy has done everything. He's just done everything right. It's so amazing
2: the angels take to him so incredibly strongly to his like impact as a leader and stuff. You can tell all the clips that come out, everything. He is magnetic. I saw one from last night, I think where he like had, he hit his home run and then he had to go pitch right after. So he, everybody was like waiting, like they wanted to put the the like Chinese garb on him, the, the headdress and the dragon stuff. And he just like, Gave them all air high fives and they were all like jumping up and down because they knew he had to pitch. So they were like trying to get like one little moment with him. He, he I I like the language barrier part. I think that makes him even cooler
0: that he is so yeah. impactful. I, I like it. He's amazing. He's just an absolute international star. It's so cool. What a what a boon for baseball. Before we get to you, uh Banks, I will quickly read the um what Eric has sent as his board from the starting five draft. In all caps, music situation has to be great. I think that's just the title of his note, and he just didn't put it as all the text. So whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> wiffle, wiffle ball, wiffle ball and bats that was taken. Baseball and gloves, football, pool, ideal cooler situation, and his Nick Caner medley was the grimace shake. So we'll just throw all <laughs> that. We'll, we'll throw all that out in one go.
3: Did uh, I? You, did did Let's I mention it it. that last week? I game? think I did from from my maybe, bachelor very, party. Maybe very.
2: very <laughs> <brief>. <laughs> oh, I and I that. said, ha 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 ha, grimace, shake. ha 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 ha, and he just goes, <laughs> the videos, man, the videos. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he he didn't get the benefit of seeing the flow of the draft, which I think is a very key thing that happens. Definitely, in
2: definitely, definitely. I think that leaves you, Brian, for your for your NCM.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a little bit of a downer, but I, I got to take Ryan Mount here. I think it should be said. Mm-hmm. It's very tragic with the way he passed away. Um, you know, obviously his time here at Baltimore was very short um, and we always have the great memory of him beating the Steelers and everything, but um, gone too soon. 35 years old. Um, very sad story. I guess uh, the takeaway is to, to kind of educate yourself on the rip currents and that type of thing. Yeah. Um, And I'll kind of kind of leave it at that. But uh, RIP to Ryan Mallett and condolences, obviously, to his family.
0: Well said. Yeah, very well said. Very sad story when that came out. Very, very sad. Thoughts with thoughts and prayers with him and his family over there. Um, that, That was very, very sad. Any honorable mentions very quickly.
2: Jordan Westberg, welcome. Sure. Welcome, sure. kid. Uh, kid. Kid smacked the ball around today. I think he went two for five with a uh, double, another RBI, maybe, maybe two RBIs. What do we got here? He yeah. Scored a run, drove in one, and uh, looked, looks the part. Time, yeah. Welcome, 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 Jordan.
3: I'll take an honorable mention with uh grimace shake. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Deserved. Deserved. Um, have have my, you had I, it? I haven't i you haven't been a near, go I, I just haven't been doing it i may get it um i wouldn't trust that up. that mcdonald's
2: which one <laughs> you know which one you know which one <laughs> no, I'm not what do you mean McDonald's. which
0: no, no. One? Oh, not that one that one just doesn't <laughs> even may, exist that one doesn't exist it doesn't i may get it at some point in the beach when i end up going to the beach over fourth of july i may that maybe i dabble in it there that feels like the play um yeah, that yeah, I said so that that did not register. That went over my head for a second, then whooshed back to the front of my face. Yeah, that's a tough, that's a tough scene over there. Not uh, not not the greatest um, situation. What's your guys' favorite? I Do you guys have a favorite McDonald's? Talk about free Ooh. ad. Good I
2: question. just like any any really small town that like wherever the fast food joints in town are like a serious job that like people respect. That's where I want to get my fucking fast food from. Like, that's where I want to be. Like I come from a small town. The Wendy's in my town has never been anything (laughs) short of a plus gold standard. It is absolutely delightful. (laughs) Everything is so fresh, even like from the junior bacon cheeseburger. Even if you want to get a, a more modern, the like bacon pretzel heart attack pub burger, which I have had like six times and it is so good, but Just give me a small town like you're driving through Pennsylvania going somewhere and you like pull off into a really small town. Usually hits
3: right. Big city sucks. I think the Wendy's in my hometown still has the 90s sunroom uh, layout to it. So that's got to be noted, but I do have a favorite McDonald's. It's the Mount Airy McDonald's. It's the halfway point between where I grew up and where my grandparents live. So it was often a meeting point for the drop-offs or you generally get a nice McDonald's meal when you're there. You are obviously excited to either be seeing your parents after not seeing them for a week or whatever. And you're a young kid and that means a lot to you. And then like on the, on the flip end, it's like, Oh, you get to go to grandma's and, and all that whole thing. And, um, just, just good vibes. Good vibes there, and I, every once in a while, I end up find myself back there, for whatever reason. Oftentimes, it's like a breakfast uh, if I'm hitting the road or something. Um, and uh, the service is always uh, magnificent. Yeah, so just uh, that's why like I, I, it I is...
2: appreciate the nostalgia, but I that's my one of my most hated, like top three most hated. Really, episodes. I've had, really? I've had terrible, <laughs> terrible wow. experiences there. That is like twenty-seven connects my house to Fran, my mom's house to Fran's house, so. I have been on that route quite a few times as well. And I've had like three really bad incidents there of them messing my order up or like the food was awful, but uh, the nostalgic I, I, aspect is, is far beyond my, my qualms with that
3: McDonald's. I, I, I do have to admit the Chick-fil-A moving in there across the parking lot is mayhem fucking mayhem. It's it's, it's, it's mayhem. a game changer. They've got the sliding door at the end of, that. The newer McDonald's have like they, they walk your, your meal like straight out of the line through the sliding door. It's, such an operation i'm here for it
0: i will briefly touch on that this mcdonald's operationally is very hit or miss but the college park mcdonald's is great for me either from a it's i'm up late and we just had a great win and i'm excited where i'm just mashing the food and i'm excited about what we just did or it's the um i'm crying into it after a good loss but it's making me feel better because mcdonald's is good but operationally, that McDonald's just got redone, so it's a little bit better. It's pretty, been pretty bad most of the time. Also, RIP mm-hmm. to the McDonald's It used to be in Stamp Student Union. Sad when that. Oh. It then became a Roy Rogers, which is also now gone.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh. Just absolutely. Yeah. Put my heart back in my chest <laughs> and ripped it back out. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, Gold Rush tough. chicken sandwich.
0: Oof. Yeah. Yeah. We're Rogers is good. Um, thank you to our sponsors, uh, Fed Thrill, um, Black Eyed Susan Spice Company, Jimmy Seafood. Uh, very much appreciate all of their support. Uh, RDT, <laughs> I think, is in, on this show just to end it at some point here as we go through. Um, this shit sucks. There he is. There this he is,
1: is I don't know do what I- this error that I'm getting is, but this is fucking miserable.
3: <laughs> How were you not able to get back in for like an hour but now you're here. I don't understand he was that. on his phone.
1: I was, I was in on my phone. I thought I was in. I was like trying to like cut into the conversation and I was like, oh, oh, oh <laughs> I didn't run out. I'll let him go. I'll let him go. And then like I was like, wait and then Taylor texted me and was like, let us know when you're in or some, somebody said that. and I looked at the thing and it was like, the host must let you in and I was like, I'm the host. it's I'm, I'm the host. What if it comes through on
3: the recording? It would be so funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, it really would. I think he was. I
1: don't know how X-Men. long, how much longer I have left on this because I'm gonna get the boot again.
0: Yeah, let's end this show before he gets booted. Follow us, Xfinity Two, on all of your social media. Be- <laughs> he got booted. <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 no! I'm here. I just oh, set myself up. Okay 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow Banks at Barosu Banks. You can follow Eric at Editti22. You can follow me at Taylor's My Ten. You follow Svenny at Ravens Four. I was far. honestly gonna kick Dumbies. him just for the laughs, but then it happened anyway. <laughs> that was—I don't think I even have the privileges right now. <laughs> oh, does he try to get anything in? Oh, he's out. We'll see you next time on the X52 Podcast presented by Jimmy. T. See
2: ya.
1: do when you grow up.